And it's MMA and beyond. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody who writes in, the people who listen, who share, who pass it along through iTunes, through everywhere we, we can be heard. Thank you for your five-star ratings. Again, on Stitcher and there's so many podcast places. Thank you, everybody. If you can do a five-star rating, we really appreciate it. If you have to put in some sort of comment and don't feel like being long-winded or telling uh, everybody how uh, dynamic Ray Longo is, you can always just throw a thumbs up, and it helps people find our podcast. We tag it with MMA, with entertainment, with everything. So it really helps us get out there. Our, our following keeps growing, and thank you to everybody who reach out to Ray while he's away, to me while I'm away, and to Shendi when she's all over the world. Thank you, uh, everybody. The show dedicated to, uh, to a member of our family, the, of the Sarah BJJ family, uh, James Gabert. Uh, again, mental health awareness, folks, super, super important. Ray, I was actually just in, in Florida uh, this week talking about that, talking about how important it is to reach out, to call uh, my buddy, our, uh, another member of the BJJ community uh, and international community, Anthony Bourdain. We're on a year, his year anniversary as well just passed. Um, really important to, to stay connected with people and mental health awareness and ending that stigma and recognizing there are people you can reach out to, no matter what you're going through. There are an exceptional amount of people who love you or who can help you and get you through those tough moments where you really make a decision you can't take back. So, uh, Ray. Yeah, really, really sad news. And I think just as I read all the comments about uh, what people are saying uh, about James, I I just hope he knew how much people loved him i mean i think that's the first thing and then you know i think there's a lot of people including myself and i could go on and on who you know maybe could have helped him i don't know if they just knew i like i knew there was a couple of problems but not enough to you know grab him and do something and i know uh you know matt was real close to him and you know tried some stuff but it's uh when I see all the, the the beautiful things that people are writing, it's, you you like hope that they yeah. Knew that. I mean, I just that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't get it, man. Yeah. I, just, I don't I I just the pe- don't get the people it, who you know? get it get it, and the people who don't don't. And for those of you who just what heard heard what Ray said, really something really important to remember is when something happens after the fact. We have when we look back, we have this kind of retroactive continuity where we put things all yeah. together, and we can absolutely torture ourselves with. Wow, I could have helped. Wow, what if I picked up? What if I answered a text? What if I? It's a great way to drive yourself crazy. This, this is a, it's a deep thing, and really the onus becomes on the person to reach out and say, "Hey, man, I'm having really ridiculous thoughts, but I'm taking them seriously now." For those of you out there listening who have had these thoughts and been in these situations like me, uh, it's really, really important that you reach out. So his show is dedicated to him, dedicated to Bourdain, dedicated to so many people, my brothers and sisters who serve, who uh, who go through this every day. And uh, we're happy to make you laugh. And more importantly, we're happy to remind you that there are people out there who can help you. Just reach out. You'd be surprised how loved you are. Yeah. And, you know, with that, you know, James was, he did serve in the military. And I think the best way to describe him, I mean, you know, the, we just had the anniversary of D-Day and those boats hitting the shores he he's on the first boat that that first wave of guys that just got obliterated when they got off they made that sacrifice so other people could get on you know on the beach it's 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 crazy man he was just that guy he was a soldier man he did a lot 
Yeah, like again, I wrote it up in my uh, thing. He really mad probably spot him more than anybody. He was such a big help in the camps, and I mean, there were times Matt fought in Vegas. We'd go two weeks early. That's a lot of time, man. So James was always right there with him, and uh, you know, as the weekend went on, there was a lot going on with Aljo's fight. But I, I just thought about some of the times I was really close with him. Like I didn't even realize it because i mean time is just booking man you know we're <laughs> just booking. you know it's just it's sad man i got it almost like you got to sit back and take a deep yeah. breath and go and then people will go yeah you used to work out all the time with them but i just remember that and i'm like dude i actually don't remember like i do remember but man if you're not bringing it up i wouldn't uh i wouldn't have remembered but i did have a lot of great times with him he was a martial artist man he loved everything he was a g kendo guy uh, he loved tie box and he loved the weapons. Anything. I'm t- I, I wrote it up in the Instagram. Anything, kettlebells, weights, anything to do with you know combat. <laughs> right. He he loved and he did it all. And you know he 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 had some great fights, man. He fought. He wasn't a big guy. He fought Jorge Rivera, who uh, Costa fought. He had 185. James was about five foot five, five foot six. Uh, he fought uh, Mike Swick. He fought some UFC veterans. So he was. He lived for that, man. I don't know. Just it's it's a shame. The more I talk about it, the more I get I get weirded out. I'd rather just it's, you know, over the weekend, like right. I try to humor a lot of shit and that you know, for me it's my way of dealing with it later. Well it's a and, lot you know. to sort through, so condolences condolences to you, to the entire Sarah BJJ family. Uh and uh we have uh, I'll have some info uh, towards the end of the show of, of where his services and stuff are. Uh, you talk about this weekend and we talk about the things that that so many, not only James, but so many of us celebrate, and not only the training, not only the teamwork, but occasions like this weekend, Ray, where your guy looks not only championship form, but he looks like he he has the the code to beat this champion. I think the uh, Cejudo fight is a great fight for Aljo. I think he's coming off two wins that look Cejudo's. He has proven one thing, man. He is a freaking phenomenal competitor, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to win adjusted, that. I didn't sure. think he was going to win that fight with Marais. And man, I tell you, did he prove me wrong? But I like Aljo's length in that fight, like just like you know, a Rivera and, and uh, even Pedro who throws hard. And uh, Aljo's great on the floor. He could be taken down, and you could be in worse trouble. So. I think it's a really good fight for Aljo, man. I really do. I think he's already had two lead-up fights that'll make this fight at least a little easier for him. It's not going to be anything new. I don't think right. he's going to come harder than Pedro came, and uh, but he is a better competitor. There's no question about that. So he brings the X factor with him, and he looks like he has the ability to make the adjustments on the fly, which is the sign of a great champion. But I think Aljo rises to the occasion. He's... He's, uh, man, he's really just coming into his own at the right time, and he's still relatively young. Aljo has what it takes to be a great champion. I think, what, he, I think he proved that this weekend. What's very impressive about Aljo for me is, again, mindset. You know, he, yeah. Not only is he a team player here, not only is he, is he good on the mic, he trains, he trains, he trains. But his mindset, what I think, why I think he can beat Cejudo is, Cejudo is definitely a competitor, obviously an Olympic gold uh, medalist right. and, and the, probably the toughest Olympic sport, um, definitely. But how much of that, like his adjustment and victory this weekend, how much of it depends on your opponent breaking psychologically? 
And I don't think that he, he, I think a lot of it, the pressure he was putting on Marlon, Marlon ends up gassing. He, he, he gassed psychologically, emotionally, and then physically. And so Aljo's not doing that. You saw Aljo take some shots, take some shots to the leg, things that, that he, he knew were, were making an uphill battle for, for his style. And still, he stays focused. He stays to his game plan. He doesn't get lured out of that. He doesn't get lured into a slugfest. He's, he's under control, even in late rounds. Uh, I think that he's a, he's a terrible problem for Cejudo. Yeah, look, even in this fight, like, Pedro wants to, he wants to toe the line. Let's sure. put our feet here and just start swinging. I didn't have one, I, I wasn't worried one iota that Aljo would get lured into that. You know what I mean? And again, Aljo, I'm going to call it the Munkin's mom effect. Like Munkin's we, you know, mom. Munkin's Shout mom. To back to Munkin's her. Mom. Very beautiful lady. That was when I was on the, like two times ago before I even left you were talking about her I mean how funny we haven't stopped that was, I can't believe he's still talking we about have her well, not I think stopped. there is an effect there's an actual effect because of Munkin's mom being so good looking good looking I think that Munkin like a, started to become right. better looking as I looked at him so this is right. where I'm going with this bear with me there's Shady. an effect this is there's actual there is an effect this, this is actually a uh, textbook at some point yeah Steve's the gonna do mom. a thesis on 100% Munkin's mom effect yeah there's no question it's hard science right I think it's hard science I think you're right. But I do believe that Aljo, after watching, I know after Al fought Kevin Lee, Aljo was pumped, man. Yeah, and then, you, you said know, that. I, I mean, that I, stuck out in your mind. And those three guys together, Marab, Al, Al, go, Aljo, they going, Al's going to war, Marab's going to war. I'm telling you, Aljo did nothing new that I haven't seen. I've been with him a long time. Right. That had nothing to do with me. The techniques, he, what he does, he's always kicking. He's a, always switching lead, everything. But mentally, an attitude, is it attitudinally a word? It is producer? today, sure. sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but his attitude was so much better. And I do believe it's just the camaraderie that those guys have together and the way they train and the way they warm up now. I, I love it, man. I'm telling you, it's better than anything I've ever seen. The uh, He fought that fight the exact way he warmed up with Marab the last two days of that when we were in uh, Chicago. It's the same way. Everything he did, even when he stood there with him, everything was rehearsed before that. And that's the first time I've seen Aljo do that. You know, we saw glimpses with the Jimmy Rivera thing, which he did a great job, and I think – Without the Jimmy Rivera fight, this fight would have been way harder. But because of Jimmy Rivera, this fight became easier. And Aljo, his confidence, you could see it. He didn't give a shit, man. He stayed in the pocket when he had to, and he got out of the pocket when he had to. And it was really... He stuck to a He plan. didn't give a shit. He had a fuck you attitude, man. That was it. And, you know, again, when a guy thinks he's getting taken down, he's getting jabbed in the face, and he's defending head kicks and getting kicked in the stomach and... Still, the guy's not looking for a takedown, and you're the guy that's supposed to be, you know, that's your thing. That that mentally breaks you. And Pedro is a bad mf man. That guy, you know, he's no joke. Oh, I mean, he just, wanted to fight. Oh, he no, wanted, he wanted yeah. to fight. But, you know, before the fight, you know, I called Aljo. He didn't pick up. And then when I saw him, we were getting on the bus. I go, Aljo, I just rewatched some fights. I, I really don't know how this guy gets near you. I go, all of the guys he's doing good against, they just stand there. They just stand there and you know, swing at each other, you know, they're flat-footed, nobody's really moving, and I know you're not going to do that, you know what I mean? I just, you know, with your movement and the way he could keep people at range with his kicks, man, was just, I, I look, I'm blown away by what I saw. It I, was am know, amazing. Yeah, I'm blown away by what I saw. I thought, 
on so many levels, that was just a freaking masterpiece. And and it's great to see this guy. It's hitting at the right time. That's what I'm saying. The Cejudo fight's a great fight for him because he's another guy that's he doesn't have a great reach. And uh, he, Aljo's not you're, you're not getting in there without getting hit. You know, I think Marlon, in hindsight, and I thought, again, I thought Marlon was going to win that fight. But Marlon was a one punch or one kick at a time at that point. He was looking for the head kicks because how, how many times he'd been successfully. Not, right. You know what I'm saying? So when when Cejudo kind of took that out of the way, he started getting kicked in the leg. You know, that lead leg was getting. And that would have been a matter of time till that probably would have been a problem. But that was it. And he didn't really, there was no flurries like, you know, consistently. And then they made the adjustment to get him inside and just go with the boxing and just go past that. And, man, did he do that? I mean, Marlon's a tie guy, and he kind of got roughed up in the clinch, which I was surprised. In those knees. The knees. Like, I, it looked like there was. It looked to me. I think it was more of a surprise for Marlon. The combination of, look, he might have been tired. I, I think he probably had a bad weight cut. Um, and he, he just. There's a time when, man, when you're fatigued, I take, I'll take, give me the beating. Well, well, the, the beating is better than I, what I think I can push through. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but that's what I think we were looking at. It appeared at. to me a guy who does not jump in a cage and fight, but pretty yeah. much assesses this kind of stuff. It appeared to me that he was fatigued. Like I said, he fatigued psychologically first. Yeah. And, and, and maybe is it that he caught, he caught Cejudo. I mean, he, that first round, you would never think Cejudo's coming back and winning. Yeah, this right, thing. exactly. He caught Cejudo with some punches that and, maybe and, he said, this should be over. Like, this right. guy should not be. You know, the Apollo Creed beats yeah. up Rocky so many times, and one time Rocky stands up, and Creed's like, are you serious? This guy stood up again yeah, and yeah. psychologically defeated? It, it felt that way yeah, to and, me. And again, if you would have told... Like, if somebody would have told Marlon before the fight, he's going to get you in the clinch, and that's where he's going to do something. Yeah, I'm like, saying nobody believes that. Knees. Yeah, nobody believes that for a second. Like, that's right. not happening. And that's why I think, guy, right? like, when you don't expect things to happen and they happen, you know, it's, it, we saw it with um, Engano and uh, Stipe. He got taken down. The guy looked, he just was lost. And he, now nobody's going to take me down. I'm going to knock everybody out. No one can. I'm not going to. He'll never make the fourth round because nobody could last with me. And then when they start, you know, coming to the realization, holy crap, that is always not look. That looks bad when you're fighting. Wait, so how does Aldo's fight remind you of Munkin's mom? You completely lost that. Well, no, I said well, Aljo's attitude because of because, Al and right. Marab. He's kind of like oh, like that same like that, oh, yeah, that's oh, 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 rubs oh, oh. off where he's right. like, wait a second, he's becoming that that, that person because better because right, of, yeah. like Monken's better looking because, because of his, his mom is better. Right. Looking. I acquaint this famously <laughs> tough, you know, yeah, you know famously. What's, you know what's really guy. bad now? We're actually making this scientific. No, like, it's a one hundred percent. We're 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 explaining to Shendi like I'm going to apply it everywhere I go and going up on Urban Dictionary. It's you know it's it's. You see Ally Quinta now famously just tough, badass, yeah. Yeah. tough. Marab gaining notoriety for just being, you know, what he is, yeah. the machine, just being yeah, yeah. this thing. So you're I'm, you're seeing that and you're mixing it with what Aljo already had, which was this technique yeah. that is, is a, he's capable and, of and a I just, just, you know, Aljo in the corner is phenomenal. He breaks down fights. We had this conversation before the fight. But even like for Al's fight, like if you're not motivated – when the end of that fight comes and Al's got his hands down 
and he's pot shotting the guy and making him. Nothing's going to motivate you to fight. Him. <laughs> right. It's just nothing's going to motivate right. you. I mean, if that doesn't do something to you, and I know, I know he took that. I don't. I don't even care if he told me he didn't, but I'm saying to me, right? I've been around a long time. It, it makes a difference. It's huge, and now number one contender, I would think, and he's he should be fighting for the title. A strategist who is also psychologically sound. So he's a strategist who will maintain his strategy and not be lured into. Right. I mean, that is a danger, but that's a champion who can who can personify first of all be a great yeah. representative to the ufc and also uh really hang on to that title for yeah, a while and a yeah. great challenge for everybody you know to, yeah. to really solve the puzzle which is henry cejudo it's not like henry hasn't lost you know what i mean he's lost but he's made that guy does make the adjustments uh i think he's got a real strong inner belief obviously yes. and uh he backs it. You know, he did win the gold medal. So, I mean, his hands are good. Uh, maybe not the best kicker, but uh, obviously wrestling. I don't know how his jujitsu is, but... His will is strong, and, and it seems to me if there was a flaw in that is that he requires... He stays consistent where he knows that the other person, his opponent, yeah, is going to break a little bit, right. and that's not going to happen with Aljo. I don't believe it will, no. So congrats to you, sir. Thank you. What a great Great weekend. to have that, that winning recipe and inspire the rest of the gym. Shendi, when you travel, so we have Shendi back. If you notice the absence of... of oh, yeah. oh, I'm oh, telling this. you, Manimal is sitting at home <laughs> listening to this, waiting for us to mention him. He's like, <laughs> for, probably like... Oh, yeah. Well, he's talking he's like, the whole time. How haven't they no, spoken? He's, yeah. he's, he's, right. he's talking <laughs> the whole time. Isn't that crazy how we started the podcast? I forgot he was ever even here. I'm not <laughs> even joking. You know what's crazy? So I look at my texts today. What happened, right? I mean, this, this is where I'm coming from, Shandy. Tell me if you agree with this. Okay. So I see a text from Manimal. Like, I figure... <laughs> He's going to say, what a great fight Aljo had. How's it going? This is awesome. What times are we switching the podcast so I can make it? This is what he's worried about. He's got a fucking fight next week. He's worried about the podcast. Can we switch the podcast? I'm like, never mentions Aljo. Nothing. <laughs> Stephanie, your girl, texts me and goes, what a great fight Aljo. Look, at everybody. Him? He wants to know when the hell the new pod, can we move the podcast up? Is Ray going to be back? You don't I, even, he doesn't yeah, even know if you're back from yeah, I'm Chicago sleeping. yet. I'm still sleeping from the night before because I didn't sleep. I, I, and now I'm on a plane and this guy, all he's caring about, I don't want to be a pain. 20 text messages. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this nothing, nothing, nothing. I, I, what about Aljo? He just had a great fight. Did it inspire you for your fight? Yeah, masterpiece. Masterpiece. Can I it inspire you? Heard. No. <laughs> Ho hopefully, it inspired Manimal. I mean, Shendi, can you help me out here? No, I mean she's speechless. <laughs> Shendi's like speechless, but we're happy to have Shendi back because we had you on last week, and we didn't really get to talk to you as much as we'd like to. You're you're not only in the fight game, but uh, you travel incessantly, like. I do, like many dreamers do, but you live it. Uh, do you do you like the way that feels when when Ray talks about the Munkin's mom effect? Do you have that in different gyms where you know the energy to gym's good, the the level of people will make you rise your level? Of course, yeah. Do, do you look for that? It's also good when you travel and you go, you go back to places you've been to, and you see how far you've come. Like it happens all the time. That's like another great, you know, point. I can great gauge. I could have. 
use this bag at the gym last time I was here and when I'm here now even just using a bag or anything you can see the level or you spar people from different gyms and you just you've sparred the same people and you come back six months later and you can actually you see your improvement it's like it's like having a rematch yeah and I tell you watching her hit the big she did look really good tonight no you were crushing the big tonight she's ridiculous I was I was very like um I love because I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm just I can't believe you're leaving very sad so I just let it all out on the bag now if you had any advice for Manimal before (laughs) oh my god seriously what would it be like because you're a you're a level-headed person. You're, you're a world traveler at this point. Uh, you know, this guy hasn't left Avenue U in about <laughs> six years. What would you tell Manimal? Like, seriously, what, what would you, give him something that would help him. For the podcast? Or for life? No, just for just his life. life in general? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess talk when at the right time like (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know like all right i think if you leave a mystery it's not just for him but like i think if you leave something as a mystery people will be more intrigued but if everything is is um like if you keep your opinion a little bit and then you actually express it at one point people are like oh wow that's interesting but if everyone always knows what you're gonna do you know i'm saying if you comment on everything it becomes normal but i feel like when you keep some things in and then at one point you say it it kind of makes it more special so keep it in and then it makes now what are the odds you think he could keep anything in it he's point? talking right now <laughs> while listening to <laughs> he's answering he, us he's, he's, seriously. he's probably sleeping now on a scale but of when one, he hears this tomorrow we are both getting messages oh yeah and Shendi's on a scale of one well, I'm, I'm gonna be on the airplane yeah. so, <laughs> so you, you can say whatever you want right. yeah. like, yeah. I won't even no, be but in the might same sponsor me. he might hemisphere. sponsor me so I have oh to be he's careful. gonna sponsor you oh well well that's where you know that's where he's a good he's guy. A he's, he's coming back. He's he, Manimal's player. making a comeback. He's getting he, some points. What's know? he sponsoring you with? I don't know yet. After the fight, we'll talk about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. This is unbelievable. That's well, fantastic. as soon as I get back to Thailand, which will probably be in like a month or two, I'm going to fight a minute, like two days after I get there. I don't doubt that at all. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you said in Thailand life. is where you get the most consistency of actual fights, yeah. right? Will your nose be better? It will be by then. Now it's... I mean, I accidentally hit myself in the face like a few days ago and I got hit in the face, also an accident. And I felt like numbness as so I can feel like yeah. it was broken, but it didn't actually hurt. It didn't bleed. So that means it's really on the mend. That's and great. I'm not going to get oh. surgery or anything because this is my job. So it's... I mean, you know, first of all, your nose doesn't look like it's broken. No, me. it doesn't anymore. The swelling's yeah. gone no, down. No, it looks actually pretty good. I've seen a lot of broken ugly noses your nose is maybe a little turned but nothing crazy it's been punched you're good it's it's like a banana yeah it's like a banana that's funny so you're gonna fight as soon as you can in thailand probably a couple months away and now do you do that every week like you said they're available every week as much as i can i want to try you know just go in there destroy them and get out and fight again right does that exist here are there like smaller clubs where there's fights every week or not not like that i don't think because you know you like again we discussed this last week it doesn't look like anybody's ever seen the thai athletic commission right uh over here it's a little more organized and first off they wouldn't let you fight every week here. you need That's blood the first work thing. also you yeah, need yeah. blood work and everything yeah, I mean that's the for they're not letting you fight. I mean, look, it, it it's actually 
you could actually bring up the point of Donald Cerrone. Maybe he shouldn't have fought. They shouldn't have let him fight. It was like 30 days ago he fought and Angel, out. And Angela Hill also. Yeah, I mean, this is those are quick turnarounds for MMA. Mm-hmm. You know, because even if you get suspended two weeks, what do you got to jump back into camp? You have another two weeks, so. What becomes a challenge with that? Because I thought of that as well. I thought of it in a different way. I thought of why would they grab Cerrone uh if there are so many other fighters who are complaining about how infrequent the UFC, you know, taps them on the shoulder. But then I thought with a month notice or so, how many fighters can make that weight? Is, is that is that something that no, a month they can make the weight. But how many how many fighters are as popular as Donald Cerrone? Right. That, that's the, the that's the question. Well, it's like it's the challenge because they're not. But maybe if you gave them this opportunity, they could be. You yeah, know, maybe right. they could step up against a Ferguson and, yeah. and show better than Cerrone did. Not no, no disrespect to Donald. But no, no disrespect for anybody. Up, I mean, look, Ferguson too, man. He had a you know he had a rough go with some some issues. Damn, did that that guy just don't give a fuck, man. Dude. Holy shit, he will take punishment to give punishment. I don't even, and he gives just punishment. Nothing, nothing phases him. And and he's big. He's uh, Cerrone's big. This guy's pretty damn big, man. It wasn't like a size difference in there. You know, Tony Ferguson's is a problem, and what's happening to him really isn't right either. That guy was he on like an eleven fight win streak? This I mean, was, this was twelve. I mean, it's really yeah. not right. That guy, that guy is the champion. You know, I mean, I, mean, I don't know, man. It, 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 I, I wish there was a better answer to it, but who the hell's got a streak like him? Who was it? Him and Max Holloway before Holloway lost, but. Right. I mean, that's a bad... And, and anyone and trying to get a streak going 11, is going to avoid him. 11-fight win streak in the UFC is no joke. You know, so I would love to see him and Khabib go at it. Well, this it. is going to be like the fourth or fifth time they've tried to arrange that, so... Yeah. Right, because he also seems to have a really yeah. bad string of luck uh, as well. But hopefully, hopefully something gets done with that. It seems like that division... That division is going to get some clarity, uh, anyway. Should be should be good by end by year's end, right? Isn't uh, Khabib's fighting yeah. um, Poirier yeah. in uh, in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, I think just when you think it's going to get clarity, yeah. Conor <laughs> McGregor is going to resurface and unclarify he's everything. He's going to send a yeah. tweet. Yeah, he's going to do something. Does that right guy now. fight again, Conor McGregor? Uh, does, does he really does does he get does he see something like somebody like Tony Ferguson dismantle a, a Cowboy Cerrone a, a great fighter a Cowboy Cerrone do you does he watch him dismantle Cowboy Cerrone and say yeah let me let me get up in the morning and train for this kind of fight I mean well he, like again I know the they're old, fighters the old Marvin Hagler saying is it's hard to get up at six in the morning when you go to bed with silk pajamas you right. know, and get out in 40, you know, 14 degree weather and do your road work. So we know McGregor has the money, but I, I do think inherently he is a fighter. I do think he enjoys fighting. Does it override the amount of money? I mean, that's the, that's the balancing thing now. Right. Is it what, what he's going to ask for? Yeah. Versus... Right. You know what I mean? And is it worth it? And I, I don't have to do it. And you know, where, you know, when he was coming up, he would have fought for two dollars. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's. I think he's a fighter by nature, and he'll he wants to fight. I think he's not going to fight unless he feels like he's getting properly paid. And I don't think with this the way things are going, he's going to get that money. And Shendi pointing out in my notes. Thank you, Shendi. 
Uh, Dana White says, yeah, Connor will fight in the octagon before the end of the year. Uh, says he wants to see how the fights at UFC 238 shake out before announcing an opponent for Connor. That would be interesting to see how that announcement goes, if that announcement goes, and if that fight uh, plays out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if it plays out or gets that clarity. A lot of good fights on this card uh, last night. It was It was a really good card. Shout out... Uh, to uh, Caitlin Chikagian, uh blonde fighter. Wow, she looked good, man. I thought Gets she did what done. she had to do. More she aggressive. Good. The yeah. right hand was perfect. Better use of the That GF overhand right kicks. was deadly. Yeah. Just keep, kept landing like a missile. Really fantastic. Uh, it was good to see her get uh, uh, that win. It was a long time coming from, in my personal opinion, she got a bad decision last time. Yeah. Uh, so it was really good to see her get uh, get this win, feel good. And, and she had she good things ahead for her uh, as well. Uh, a lot of good fights. Any of them stand out to you, Ray? Besides uh, good old Aljo. Man, it was. I thought. Uh, I thought Tatiana Suarez was phenomenal. I mean, that she's a beast. Great. And you know, the other one, uh, Tina, is her name. I think her first name. She's a really good fighter, man. So, um, I was. That was that. The whole card was pretty good, man. It, it was interesting to see also. Um, uh, how dominant Valentina Bullet Valentina is. I mean, she looked like she's unstoppable. She, she look, you can't. If she takes you down, you can't. I mean, that's, that's that. Was it you? She looks like she's got ice running through. Those was things, it you man. talking on, or maybe it was Matt on Matt's podcast? Maybe it was you, either you on the Anakin Florian podcast or Matt Sarah on. Uh, Matt and Jim's podcast where they were talking about ideally you want to see one takeout one takedown per round oh, and yeah, that control yeah. it was one of those that. podcasts yeah. right so that's what we saw with Bullet Valentina one takedown she just dominated no, that, those were you know, you you hold somebody down yeah. like that, and Jessica I is not a slacker. I mean, no, you're she, holding she her is, down. She is strong. It's yeah, not like she's weak either, but she looked like. She got out muscled, and I don't know. That was and that kick, man. That's those are those scary knockouts. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't see a lot of women go down like that either. But she was she was out, and that was a man. That was a hard kick to the to the dome, man. Holy crap! Yeah. I'm waiting to see Jessica Andrade versus Valentina. Like Jessica will probably try to be the double champion. That would be a crazy crazy fight. Yeah, it's a that's Them a big. Them two together would be it would be a crazy fight. Yeah, that's did a you, tall, tall you, order for anybody. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would think Caitlyn definitely gets that title shot though. I would think I don't so. Think there's anybody else who's going to get it? Well, and Kate, you know? Clay, Caitlyn would be would do good on the outside. Like, I, it'd be interesting to see. She's got who, the length. Who gets it? She's yeah. got that length. No, she's, she's gonna. She has to get it. Because, how could she not? Yeah, she just fought Jessica, lost a close decision. So Jessica got it. Now she just wins. So. Why wouldn't who yeah. else is there? Right, you know. So I think she's in a great spot, um, and that would be a good fight. You know, that'd be a that's a good fight for those guys to game plan for and against a really competent champion. Shendi Bullet Valentina throws those those elbows like jabs, like you do, like I see you do on on the bag. Is, is are those things you look at fighters like Bullet Valentina who are just precision like that? Do you? Do you model? How do you model your style? Do you see things like that? Yeah, I like. I love Valentina's style. I like her Superman punch. I land that in every fight. That's like one of her moves that she does. Elbows are just great because 
they're they're kind of small, so they fit between people's guard, and it doesn't feel like if I don't know if you've ever got elbowed, but it doesn't feel like a punch. It feels like a a little rock or something. It feels really precise, and it cuts, and cuts make blood, and you could technically, if your opponent is really really strong. You can just make them bleed that the referee will have to stop it. You know, if you're not you're not going to get the knockout and you know you're going to get, like, out-muscled in the clinch or something. So if you manage to cut them enough, you can just... The referee will stop the fight because there's too much blood. I so it's kind of like a... It's good. I, I've, I've seen some tie fights where if I... You ever saw the amount of blood from elbows where they're not stopping the fight? It's, I used to, I used to show... Again, I used shout to, out to the no, tie Shandy, commission. I used to show this fight to guys when they were coming up fighting... Are you willing to go through this? Because, I mean, just c- covered in blood. Like, yeah. blood. I mean, see, their face is red. There's yeah. nobody. They, and then you know what the ref does? Wipes it off and he sends them right back out there again. No, I'm telling But this was, this is 15, 20 years they ago. They do so, that till today when yeah, my nose gets, like, really, yeah, really bloody. They, yeah. The referee just comes up to me, like, in between rounds. My corner tries to, but by the time I'm literally stood up, it's bleeding again. He comes to me with his towel. He, like, pushes in my face he like blows my nose for me he like pulls he goes yeah. like this with a towel which has been used for every other fight before oh, yeah, me yeah. <laughs> and then that's it it's just uh, it's just, just a fight. sham wow yeah. <laughs> he, he, the sham he brings wow. the sham wow <laughs> no wait, wait now who, who who do you like who's your favorite female fighter jessica andrade oh so you like andrade yeah, no her. hesitation yeah what do you like about her i've heard aggressive like if she's on no one can like you just can't stop her like, yeah, if she, she goes forward and she lands her punches, she, or anything she does, it's just, she does it with, like, 100% meanness. Like, everything right, she does is, like, committed. bad yeah. intention. Well, that's how you describe your, your kind of strategy. You want to go in and, and attack that way. So you can see that, and you don't, you don't seem to have any fear of getting hit. No. I mean, that's what we do. You get hit, and you hit them back harder, and then they hit you harder, and then it's a fight. Like, it's, it's a fight. It's not one-sided. It's two-sided. That's what we do. See, that's that fighter's mindset for everyone who's listening who's not a fighter. That's that fighter's mindset. I listen to Aljo. Chris is like, holy shit. Right. Ed, me. What do you mean? You hit him hard. What do you mean? They keep hitting you? Yeah, no, that's it. You hit him hard. They hit you hard. That's it. Wait, wait. I hit you and then you hit me harder? Okay, well, maybe you're right then. I'm running down a fucking block. What are you, crazy? So something Aljo says in the post-fight interview, which, again, most people... Or who are fighters are listening like yeah like you Shendi what you just said but someone like me who's listening to that and I hear Aljo and I'm very impressed have always been impressed with with Aljo how uh, his mindset when he said he, he kind of leans back and points at, at you guys uh, his team that's behind him and he says well we all knew I'd, I'd end up on, we'd probably end up uh, leaving here in crutches but that I'd get this win confident that I'd get this win yeah do do you know what that is to get into to get into a cage for the for the common man to get into that cage and say, well, I know this guy. Is, our team's talked about it, and yeah, he's probably going to commit some damage. That's going to probably render me needing help to walk. However, I'm going to win this fight. Yeah. Most people would probably be like, nah. But again, that fighter mindset who he, he went in there, he was right. You all were right. Yeah. But he, he kept in and, and he 
masterpiece was a great way to describe what he did. Uh, uh, I think so. I, I mean, told you a boxing fan back in the day, I told you he did a very Pernell, Sweet P. Whitaker kind of thing. Where yeah, yeah. He, he lured him a little bit, and then when Munoz would throw those hard punches, Al was Man, on crazy. the other side of the ring already. He was yeah. gone. He was gone. Yeah. He was nowhere in there, and, and, and it was great awareness. confident. Um, and any time that he felt that, that he ha- could move, instead of standing there, he, he actually moved, yeah. kept and, his mind. I mean, that's huge. And I'll tell you, I think Pedro said to him at the way, and he goes, I'm willing to die in there. So that was, you know, Pedro. You knew it was going to be a fight, you know, but... Technically, if you're not willing to die in there, literally don't go in there. Do not go in. Because I'm not kidding. Is anything can happen? Those get those gut checks, man. You very, know? very impressive, uh, and 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 great for that UFC 238. Uh, any problems with ESPN uh, Plus? Anybody out there listening? I know Ray didn't have to order it. He was there. I had absolutely no problem. They made it so much easier that you could just. You click on it right there on the home screen on ESPN Plus. So much easier, easier to watch. Uh, some people have buffering issues. Maybe it's your Wi-Fi. Maybe it's the app in some places. I haven't had any of those. It looks beautiful. Uh, everything seems in sync. Uh, one time, and I, I I was in a different place where I didn't. I wasn't in my home Wi-Fi. I did get you know friends texting. Wow, that was a great round. And I was still you know. 20 seconds left in the round. So I knew that that there were different stages of it. But uh, for the most part, a pretty smooth transition with that. And hopefully those numbers are coming great. UFC 230 event, 238 event, drew an announced attendance of 16,083 fans for a live gate of over $2 million. So that's fantastic. I know you weren't listening, Ray, because you were there. But uh, during Aljo's fight, Ray Lo- uh, uh, Joe Rogan uh, kept saying great things about the team and, again, reiterated, and he's done this before, that you and Matt Sarah absolutely need <laughs> their own reality show. Because these guys should always be Mike. No, all, we have our own always. reality shows. Just nobody's, just nobody's watching, watching except right? Marab, Al, and Aljo. That's about it. I they, can imagine. they see the show every time there's a fight. I can imagine how, how humorous it is to have uh, to both of you – yeah, it's oh, look at Matt's Instagram. It, he yeah, it's puts basically on. just him torturing me. That's the reality <laughs> so show. Funny. The that poutine was the, the funniest. Yeah, the poutine. That was funny. I watched that <laughs> video. You think that was funny? I watched that video like 10 times, and every time I just couldn't stop laughing. So he really just funny. so what's funny is when it just a guy just repeats himself. No, because times he did your row. accent perfect, like perfect. He's not doing my accent. Yes. The way he talks. No, he copied your accent when he's. Oh, he definitely did. <laughs> I mean, when does repeating yourself 20 times count as comedy? (laughs) That's what I... I mean, you're a comedian. Is that funny? Uh, With him, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) In some places, places it becomes a song. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It's good art. They have a word for it. It's called Tourette's in my (laughs) vocabulary, but uh, maybe that's just me. But no. It's, uh, we're very entertaining to the troops, I think, fight week. Oh, definitely. And again, when, when Joe Rogan says it, it's, it's only a, a lot of people talking about it and thinking about it. Whenever you're on Matt and Jim's show, um, yeah. it's, it's just comical. And you can see Jim. <laughs> Poor Jim. I don't know how much, I mean, I, 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 if I'm telling you I'm not kidding, I feel bad for him because he's, you know, he does have like a, a real radio show before that. Then he has to come and just watch two grown-ups <laughs> act like complete idiots. It has to be 
So demoralizing, <laughs> Chris, the producer. That's probably the highlight of his day. I, I find that hard it to might believe. Really? Might oh, be. yeah. I'm not kidding either. Well, gets, he's it usually, gets pretty crazy in there. He's usually the comedian, so now the com- it gets taken yeah. off of his shoulder because Matt takes over. Yeah. What do you think about when Dana White talks talks about retiring fighters, for instance, when he said uh, that he would like to see Sage Northcutt retire or or thinks that BJ Penn uh, should retire. Uh, do you, I know that completely different athletes at different points in their careers. Uh, do you think that he should weigh in like that? Or do you, do you, do you feel that that should have any weight to it? Well, look, everybody has an opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at it more than that. You know, okay, he you happens don't. to, you know, be the president or, you know, the guy that started right. it, but it's just his opinion as to, what he's probably not far off yeah there's you know? a, the reason i was asking is because while this makes kind of news uh, mma news most of the mma news for me you could you know take or leave a lot of it's kind of gossipy but something like this is you could separate the business aspect of it but when dana white says kind of like if if you were to say something I, i'd give it more weight i think when dana white says oh, it yeah. i give it a little more weight something like sage northcutt should retire i remember he said this about um chuck liddell Right. Said, you know, listen, buddy. I don't. You know, you shouldn't really be fighting more. And and he stuck to that. And listen, like I say, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And and here's the other thing: if you leave it up to the fighters, nobody's retiring. I, that's why the uh, some of the sports guys, the Joe DiMaggio's, the uh, I think uh, even Marciano, they get out at the right time. That's a hard thing to do. To you, when you go out ahead. That's that's pretty cool, man. You make that decision. Most guys wait till it's, they're on the decline, and well, not on the decline one time. They're on the decline, you know. So well, it's a sequence of I mean, decisions. Right? Liddell just fought again, so yeah. Obviously, he wasn't happy with retiring. I mean, there's guys that retire and enjoy retirement. I think they, it's a sequence of decisions of that come long before that announcement or that that crossroad where you make some good financial decisions and do that kind of stuff so yeah, that you I don't mean, have to fight. Look, this is what I love even like with Al and the, the real estate and anybody who's got, you know, something after fighting. You, you know, I, there's more to life than fighting. I mean, it's a great, great. These guys are doing great. Al, Joe, Al, Chris, they're doing great, man. They had a great start to their lives. They're young guys. They They got to do what they love and they're making money. They're traveling the world. I don't think you could have a better life. If you really like fighting, the UFC, that is a great gig, man. You know what I'm saying? Look at Shendi. Look at she's, Shendi's doing I, it. I don't, yeah. She's not making the dollars they're making, and that even makes her more special because she's doing it for the love of fighting. You know, these guys get paid pretty good money. You know what I mean? So they're going to be set. You know, if they do the right thing and they make the right investments at a very young age, they could do. They could start another business, do whatever they want, and hopefully enjoy it. You know, or become in some other, become involved in some other aspect of the martial arts or fighting. And you know, it's 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 a very positive thing. You know what I mean? But to stick around too long, and to have you know, by the time you're forty or forty-five, you're limping to the car, or you, you know, it's that's not good. Right, you know, rain's coming. I don't and you think can't you move. realize. Like when you know, look, I'm there, so. Trust me, I. When you're 30 or 20, you're not remotely thinking. But now I'm 60, and I'm like, man, I still feel good, man. I don't want to be banged up. I really don't. Right. You know what I mean? That's not like 
my life ain't over. If anything, I want to start something new. That's what I'm saying. It's just crazy. So I, I they have to get out at the right time. And they're, like, again, they're all have, it's a, I think I'm rambling all over the place at this point, but they all had a great opportunity. These guys are all at the top of the food chain. And Aljo fights for the title. Al fought for the title. Matt won the title. Weidman won the title. He's, we're, we're fucking like a bunch of ball busting <laughs> fucking right. knuckleheads just fucking having a great time, man. And they're fighting for world titles, making money. This is crazy. Sarah's more popular now than he was when he was fighting. And I think that's the other lesson. Well, I think he gets said. more exposure. I think that he's. He gets more exposure now, so you can see, you know, what a good guy, likable, that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and again, here's the other thing, Stephen. It goes back. I don't want to. I don't want to pop on this too much, but even with the recent tragedy with with James Gabert, I, I don't want to know what it feels like to get up in the morning and not want to walk out the door. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's where I almost feel. You almost feel guilty. Like I'm like, why am I happy and this guy is not happy? Like I don't even get it. I'm telling you what I say. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And it's we got a good thing going, man. I've, I, you know, like again, I look at some of those pictures. I'm like, I, I fucking love these guys. It's funny, man. I, <laughs> it, not only that, I love watching them do good. You know right. what I mean? So they, they they put that work in. Shendi, when you travel, is this a, a common uh, amongst fighters? So when you're overseas, do you ever see people at at events you're fighting at who who are fighting maybe in other fights? that probably passed their peak a long time ago or maybe should should leave? Is that a, a common thing? No, I think thing? it's more of a mental thing that you, if you define yourself, I mean, I have this also, I think I'm just a fighter and then when I'm not fighting or if I'm injured or something and my nose is broken and I have to take like three months off fighting, suddenly you're like, who am I if I'm not a fighter? You don't feel like you're a fighter. So I feel like if you work early on on your mental game to identify yourself as a person and as a fighter and you can be a cook and you can be a real estate you can do whatever you want fighting's like just another thing then it's easier to retire but if all you are is a fighter how do you just take that away from it it's it's really hard it's it's a mental like preparation you have sure to do. it's how you identify yourself yeah right that's yep the rocky balboa thing fighters fight that's it fighters fight so we had uh Dylan, we we Dylan went on and uh, won. Uh, Trenton. Was Shout out to Trenton. Dylan. I mean, yeah. this is what yeah. I love about this place. Now, there's so much going on that you could almost forget about another guy winning a title, you know, in a, in a smaller show. But Dylan looks like he has a bright future. I'm glad he stayed busy. Uh, seems like he's got his shit together. And he, I was say he's he's got he's got a good head on his shoulders, which yeah. is which is good. Good people around you, good head on your shoulders, and and he's he's a monster for anybody across that cage. So great things to him. So shout out to him. Congrats, congrats on that. That I also watched uh, a while away while uh, giving a talk, and so it's uh technology is fantastic. We just click on something and watch watch things from across across the country. Um, in entertainment. Lorenzo, ex-UFC owner Lorenzo Fertitta, is ready to be a boss man once again. He tells TMZ Ray that he's gunning to buy an NFL team. Always wanted to do that, Fertitta says, followed up by right now, there's no opportunities. Could you imagine they do something like that where they, he, can, he can find a team that, that might be for sale or might be interested in, in, and raise that up? It seems like what they do is they buy things that have potential. and, right. and they, they, I think uh, Lorenzo's are very... Sharp dude. He's a Wharton grad. I think that guy, 
He's going to do what he, whatever he wants to do. I think he's a great businessman, and, you know, look, look at this guy. You know, I always wanted to buy an NFL team. So did I, Shendy. But you know what I got? <laughs> Not much. But uh, this guy wants to buy an NFL team. I always wanted to buy a loaf of bread, Chris, the producer. What kind of bread, Ray? Yeah, you know, I want this donut. Hello, Jenny. How's the bread made? I like the... Manimal, uh, how's the bread you made? You know what kind of bread I'd like, uh, <laughs> Steve? Gluten-free bread. Cauliflower, <laughs> cauliflower bread. Cauliflower oh, bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mat's <laughs> But so anybody that can chime in, listen, this is the thing. What can we give away? Because I want to know, this is the thing. If any, Whoever gets closest to the amount of times that I heard gluten-free come out of Matt Sarah's mouth over the last three days. He does swear by gluten-free. I, I just come close. And I'm going to tell you something, just so everybody has a head start. It's over 1,000. <laughs> so I don't want you to call in and say 20. Because it's over 1,000. Let me just get you started. So I point you in the right direction, Christopher Do. So you have a gauge now. Well, you, yeah. he, he, but have you seen physical difference since he's been talking about it? No, the, the guy, guy looks. Look, he looks. I love the he's guy. He's a walking muscle. The guy, guy. looks great. No, yeah. he's a brick shit house. He's a walking sure. muscle. Like I don't think people realize. I'm gonna give you a, when you see him, like how he's a walking muscle with a neck that's you look like a toe a car. Oh no, no, like guys. He's got There's a head a the size of a Rottweiler, that guy. But uh, listen, here's, here's something I give you a little trivia, not trivia, but a fun fact. So I don't know what night it was, probably Thursday night. You know, he's looking for his gluten-free pizza. <laughs> so <laughs> the guy at the front desk sends us to, I think, Paula Pizza in uh, Chicago, where we were. And we walk in. There's no gluten-free pizza. <laughs> Nothing made Ray happier. No gluten-free pizza for Mr. Gluten-Free. Uh, he ate the pizza. He broke down. He ate the pizza. He said he felt very bloated. But, yeah, uh, feels horrible. But I thought the... Uh, you, have yeah. a, you have a big grin on your face when he you're was, saying this Ray story. Oh, so I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, he was uh, no gluten-free for him that day. But he did uh, suck it up and have the regular pizza. So hats off to you, but funny <laughs> stuff, man. Um, uh, we're going to go to some feedback. Feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com. You can also reach out to Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. Shendi, how could they follow you in your travels and endeavors? Shendi underscore MMA. Shendi underscore MMA. And again, we uh, put the link to Shendi as well. Are you, so you're going to do, are you going to continue to do your trainings and, and posting those type of things? Yeah. I ho yeah, yeah. I always try to video. I've learned the most. I've improved the most just from watching videos. One time I videoed myself on pad work. The first time was like maybe like eight months ago. I was shocked. I, I didn't know I looked like that. So I, of course, I improved. Like the next day I came back, I was not the same person. Vid watching videos of yourself train is super important. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I think that maintaining that in your social media is... Well, is really important. Shendi, now, do you notice, do you think you spoke more this week or last week? This week? This week. You feel like you got more yeah. mic time. And my ears aren't ringing. Like, last right. week, my right ear. Why would they be ringing last No, because, like, Manimal was sitting right next to me, and his voice went in my ear the whole time, <laughs> and his burps and everything. And he was burping in your ear. Everything. I was just like, oh. I, I, when I um, left, I saw him on Monday. I'm appalled. Did he, uh, did he, uh, well, did he say excuse me? No, 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 no. Not like, even excuse me when he burped. Nothing. Did he, he cover his mouth? No. Nothing? No. I smelled the coffee. Oh. 
Fuck. Yeah. Awesome and work. on Monday, he comes up to me and he said something to me really loud. And I was just like, not in my right ear. Like, this <laughs> so one you're saying that talks. because of the podcast, your right ear was so beat <laughs> up. I needed like. You couldn't yeah. even. Li- you had to send them to the left ear. I was like, I, you know, when you like smell too many perfumes and you have no more. Like, oh, yeah. So he, that's like, what he did. That's what he did to my right ear. So like, he just basically rendered you deaf. <laughs> I mean, this basically. is unbelievable. No. You know, Manimal could render. I mean, this is this is new. This so is unbelievable. has a fight next week. He should talk into his opponent's ear. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! So you Strategy. would say if you were in his corner, oh, wow. yeah. this would be I already that. Wait, if, yeah. Yeah. if you were in his corner, your advice would be just to talk the guy to death. Or like while you're choking him out, like just just talk to him. Whichever like, side you want to get the underhook in the choke, you just talk in that ear, and the guy will lift his hand up, and then the guy will. Like, imagine that, and then he he taps out, he and taps they go. To the talk. It, it was no. He said, "I th- I thought I went deaf <laughs> during the fight, and he just was. He got scared." I, th- it's, you know, Shendi, this is, can you make it to the coming. garden next week? I'd like to have you in the corner. Actually, I got um, Joe messaged me. He has a ticket for me. But uh, let I'm me not tell you something. Here. I wish you would be there because I, really I think do. this is valuable advice. She should be in the corner. Yeah, talk more. I, got, I don't have a loud voice. Though. Can we go I'm over this before you go? Talk so you really more. want him to just bark and burp in the guy's ear? Just he should be. He's, he claims he's a animal. He claims he's not oh, human. Okay. So, I mean, this is. I like the advice. That is solid corner is, advice. Yeah. He's got he's got a week, so uh, after that, um, after that, maybe he'll be more tame. I don't know what to tell you. No. You don't no, think so, huh? I don't think so. No. Then he'll just have more food in him, so have more energy to like oh talk more. Oh boy! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <not> <laughs> <looking> good. <laughs> Shout out to Luke Thomas who says. Uh, Sterling has shown so much progress in his career and his fight was a great example of his overall striking ability in MMA. Uh, he wins 29-28 on my card. Uh, and so uh, shout out to Luke Thomas for the kind words for Aljamain Sterling. Sammy on, I think this was sent into MMA and Beyond.com, writes about the karate hottie. Huge shout out to Funkmaster. Huge win for you guys. What do you think of Dana White saying karate hottie doesn't deserve a title fight right now because she's ranked too low? How would you like to see her fight Andrade? Shen, that's all you. No, she was just on Joe Rogan's podcast and she was saying how the rankings don't make any sense because she's like, I think she's number seven or something. But if you look at who's above her, she's like, beats, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. She just says she doesn't really pay attention to the rankings. She's kind of like looking past it because she thinks they're not accurate. But. She has been. She's won her past few she's fights. Looked, she's looked she's really amazing. good in the last couple of fights. And when the dialed rank, in, when the rankings ever mean anything? That's my point. I mean, they're talking about Uriah Faber. You know, he wants to make a comeback. I mean, is it possible because he's a big draw, he would get that fight before Aljo? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but nothing would surprise me. Right. You know, so I don't know what the hell the rankings mean. They they gonna look. They're gonna go to where they think they could get as many eyeballs on the fight as possible at this point. And I'm going to tell you, Aljo should be fighting for that title. I mean, there is absolutely no question beyond a reasonable doubt that he's not fighting for that title. It's just impossible. It would be ridiculous. It it wouldn't be uh, fair. It doesn't matter as much. It's it's the – I can't imagine them giving it to anyone else. And And I can't imagine a champion wanting Listen, and the other thing, Steve, it's great to be in a division where a guy could defend his title against two good fights in a row. You know, where you have guys waiting. You know what I mean? So, Valjo was shot, and then whoever's next in line, they're next in line, period. Right, exactly. 
it would be interesting to see. Uh, on Instagram, uh, uh, DJBBQ69 writes, is Marab the best teammate in MMA? I love all the behind-the-scene videos on IG. He might be. But Rob is the, I think he's the best person in, in MMA. MMA. And I love that guy. I mean, his, uh, his personality, his enthusiasm is contagious. Uh, he, I do, I've never, just never seen a guy enjoy the, the moment more than him. He just loves being there and, uh, he's just a, he's great energy, man. He always brightens me up whenever I see him. So I, I, I can't say enough about the guy. He looks like he's appreciative of yeah, everything. Yeah, he's just grateful. And grateful. Yeah. He's just right. everything that's right. He's everything right now that's right in the world. He's just a good dude, man. It's, it's great to see. Um, Nick V, fan of the show, friend of the show, Nick V writes, congratulations on the soon-to-be next world champ from Law MMA. Uh, incredible night. Ray Longo should be a pharmacist. No team, regardless of the sport, has better chemistry uh, than Team Sarah Longo. Well played, wow. Nick V. That's from my good friend Nick V. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th thanks for that. It's awesome, man. And I, uh, I think the chemistry is pretty damn good. I don't know if the it's the best around, but I think it's pretty, pretty darn good. It's not. It's not even chemistry. It's like we're keeping it going for so long. I mean, be, normally, you know, even a good marriage is going to fall, fall off, could right. fall, you know, could, could fall apart eventually. So I, I take, I swear to God, I take it one, one fight at a time because I've been around long enough to know anything could happen. And I hope it never does, but, you know, there's never any surprises. But I think we got, we just have, I, I hope they're having as good a time as I'm having. You know what I mean? So... UFC, uh, former UFC fighter and, and commentator, Dan Hardy, he writes, my favorite corner team in the sport, Sarah Longo. Uh, writes that to Matt Sarah what a, Longo. What a nice guy, man. I love Dan Hardy. Another, hey, thank you very much for that. Another absolute killer. Steve Lee writes in. Oh, wow. Stephen Lee. Was he here? He writes, is Henry Cejudo the most accomplished combat sports athlete athlete of all time olympic gold medal two ufc titles and two weight classes seems like a strong case case also what is your favorite bear well let me just answer the first question according to henry cejudo he is there's no question about it <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right. if you ask henry i right. think there's no uh let me tell you something listen i respect anybody with a gold medal in the olympics so in that sport, especially. Uh, yeah, I'm That's... saying hats off to Henry. What he's done, like he, you know, it's like, again, he's not just a champ champ. He, uh, Dillashaw was really good, and Marlon Moraes is really good. So he's got two probably underdog victories to really good guys, man. So I think Dana said it. I'll never doubt him again. I didn't think he was winning that fight. I got to take my hat off to him. And I think uh, Santino DeFranco, shout out to him. I think he did a great job. He made that adjustment in the corner for him. They look like they got great chemistry. And, uh, you know, what I love about those guys, seem like they got a small team with a couple of killers on it. And they're going to, uh, you know, I, if you ever ask me anything, I'm always going for the small guys. I'm not the big camps. I think uh, I'm not. Like it's a waste of time. Yeah, they're, they're big camps. That's it. It's a it's a it's a game of numbers. Uh, what what's what's up next for Law MMA guys? Man, we got the uh, fight, the Bellator fights at the uh, 
Gone Friday night. Has Does he know anybody home? who's in there? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I normally hear Wait, this like who? 10 times, like Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden. Well, is it happening at well, the who Garden? Who says that? Who's in there? I hear it constantly in my right ear. <laughs> <laughs> and the right ear because right. he's rendered your left ear deaf. <laughs> Instead no, of ringing rend- in the oh. ear, it's actually I noticed just that the repeat. other day, like when I was teaching the class, like not more, not one person, about eight. What? What? I, right. I think he's. I think he's actually made the whole. Is that the, whole, the effect? I think he made the whole <laughs> class go. No, deaf. he's just made the tone higher because he, his no, people tone actually of his couldn't voice. hear anything. Yeah. You I have mean, to like. Almost, you know, it's almost like a superpower. He talks you, and you go deaf. Listen. Hopefully, it, it, he follows your advice and, and picks up a big win. I want to see Manimal win uh, at Madison Square Garden. Heather, the Heat Hardy. Yeah. She's going in. She's going in and, and wanting a big win for Heather the Heat Hardy as well. Bellator comes to Madison Square what about, Garden. Wait, we missed the guy. What about Kaz? My man. Kaz. Kaz. Come on, man. This guy's got the energy Slaughterhouse. of 20p. Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. I didn't even know five. his name was Kaz because cause like, when you follow people on Instagram, you just start calling them by their username. So just like... I just thought of him always as Slaughterhouse. I didn't even realize he had a name. Oh, my God. He's just an intimidating-looking dude. He's a yeah. good good dude. Yeah. I think he's going to have Real a great nice, fight. Real nice, helpful to I the, like the team. Way, I like oh yeah. Helpful to the team. Nice awesome guy, guy, but yeah. on appearance. He's going like, to have a great a fighter. night. I think he's, he's coming. He always comes to fight. I think there's a good fight for him. And also, I mean, uh, you know, we, we can't forget. Is Manimal, is he going to Instagram his weight cut? I think he's going to Instagram his weight cut. Manimal, are you going to Instagram your weight cut? I was about to do his accent, but my voice does on, not do go it. to that do pitch. It. I can't do, do it. it. Do it. Nah. It so, I, mean, I have to practice yeah. first off yeah. mic. <laughs> no, um, if you, and if you, if you don't have time to watch your animal's weight cut, uh, Steve Lee's uh, got a chia pet. He's going to film that. As it grows <laughs> every day, you might be. And Manimal might be our favorite bear. I forgot the second oh, part sure. of that. Oh, we, we, uh, What's your favorite bear? I like a grizzly bear. I like gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Oh, I, well, I like I'll, the Chicago bears. There you go with that. I, I'd say Care Bears, but then everybody who's not my age would be like, what the hell is a what Care is Bear? That? See? And then the For ones instance. who do know. <laughs> and then the ones who do know would be like, hey, it doesn't help me any. So <laughs> so I, I, I like that gummy bear. I like that gummy good. bear. Um, Very witty. It is. Shendi's on it. See what happens when Shendi has... On it? Do they still Did you say on it? Oh, Oh, oh my God. I beat you to it. You did good, Shendi. On it is a health and fitness (laughs) juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Thank you, Shendi. On it.com slash MMA beyond. Again, if you're already on on it, use promo code MMA beyond for a 10% discount. Um, also, don't forget, uh, shout out to uh, Hobson like- Gracie and Neiman Gracie, who are also uh, fighting on that Bellator card. We got to get Manimal on next week. I need some more alpha brain. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's, unless, unless you feel like just well, I don't know. it to us. <laughs> so after, if his fight's next week, he might... Does he maybe he takes a vacation afterwards? Uh, I yeah, he's would, going uh, to Disneyland. Something like that. I would so. say on a scale of one to ten, that would be a zero, Steve. <laughs> that he would, uh, he'll be here next. He week. won't miss the podcast. I think that. No, I think okay. that he, after what I witnessed in that group text, in that group text today, 
I'm pretty certain he's coming next week. I don't know why. Very dedicated. Very dedicated. He is super dedicated. Um, So, folks, please give us a five-star rating uh, wherever you listen. Share the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your comments. We get them. We share them. We print them out. We get to as many people as we can. If you follow Shendi, Shendi underscore MMA, uh, you can follow her her trips around the world and the incessant fighting that she does. Ray Longo, you could hear him. Uh, he's Ray Longo MMA. You could hear him on the Anakin Florian podcast, uh, as well as occasionally on on UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah and Jim Norton, and occasionally on the Manimal podcast. Occasionally, oh, that's our podcast. <laughs> that's I'm our sorry. Pa- occasionally on the Manimal podcast. Uh, and shout out to everybody going through something. Thank you for the begin for letting me uh, uh, Ray and Shendi talk about uh, uh, James in the beginning. Uh, funeral services for James will be Thursday, June thirteenth in Westbury, uh, and the funeral will be held uh, uh, in at Calverton Cemetery, which is uh, where a lot of good soldiers uh, buried there. Ray, so uh, for more information, you can check out Sarah BJJ uh, their Instagram for the details on that folks you are listening to mma and beyond we're all one see you next time